Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the podcast. Um, today, I'm privileged to have Penelope on our podcast today. Can you give us a short introduction about yourself? Absolutely. So, really simple. I'm Penelope Lachon. Um, it's so funny because I was recognized as a stay, stay-at-home mom, um, wife, who did everything for her family. Mm. Um, and I loved it. I still love it. But um, one of the things that happened is I realized that I forgot who I was. Mm. And I was known as Lauren's mom and Joe's wife. But God created me to be Penelope Lachon. Mm. So I had to take some time out and be like, wait a minute, I can't lose my identity to titles because that's what they are. They're just titles. That's just one of the many things that I do. Mm. So with that, here I am. Now I just really try to empower women, especially young women, um, to teach them that what social media is teaching them <laughs> is not necessarily what we are or, or who we represent. Amen. There's so much more to us. Mm. Um, we're amazing individuals. And the number one thing don't be ashamed if you want to be the person that stays home to raise your kids mm. and take care of your husband. There's no shame in that. I and love don't that. let anyone tell you that there is. Girl, I have chills right now because I literally just did like a 20 minute solo podcast right now because the baby was sleeping and uh-huh. I touched on what you just said on that. Really? Yes. That's so meant to be. Girl, that's crazy. I love yes. that. I love that. Um, so you said you're working on writing a book. Yes, I am. Okay. What inspired that? And so I went through a little bit of domestic violence. Mm. Um, I was sexually abused as a young child. Mm. Um, date raped twice. So I've gone through some crap. Yeah. But in the midst of going through all that crap, God continuously just made me this amazing person. Mm. With all the bad things that happen, I always find hope. I'm always making lemonade. I'm always positive that there's still good in this world, although all we seem to see sometimes is bad. Right. And I know that there are a lot of people who may seem hopeless or who may feel like, Um, They're not going to survive. They won't make it. And so I believe that when God allows you, and notice how I say when God allows you Mm. to go through something, it's because he can trust you and know that you will come out in victory and as a conqueror. So when God trusts you enough to allow you to go through what people say that is horrible, Mm. you are special. Know that. And know that he has something so amazing for you on the other side of that tragedy. Mm. And so basically, I'm writing a book. The title is Beautifully Shattered. Because through every shattered event, there was always something beautiful to come from it. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 56 years old. Okay. So you got experience under your belt. Absolutely. I got a little. Yeah. And you're married with children. 
Yes. So I'm married um, between my husband and I. We have six children. Mm. And so it's been an amazing journey. In my book, I will talk about um, blending a family Mm. because sometimes it's it's not easy. Yeah. And it's difficult. But um, we have six amazing kids. We all get along well. We have five amazing grandkids. So life is good. And my kids are amazing. And they're not my stepkids. They're not my bonus kids. They are my kids. I love that. That's just it. I love that. Um, Talk to us about, so is this your husband now? Did you have a a husband before him that you had children with? Okay. So this is my second marriage. Okay. And ironically, I met my current husband while my first husband and I were like, this isn't going to work. Right. It's not. And so my my husband and I became best just good friends hmm. for years. We were friends for nine years before we even got married or got to that point. Wow. So, so it's built on a foundation of friendship. Absolutely. Which is so absolutely. important for marriage. <laughs> so people will not understand that. I'm telling you. You have to go have through to something friends. to understand that, right? You know? Because let me tell you, there will be some days when you're just not going to be in love. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some days when you're just like, why am I even married to you? Mm. But if you have a solid friendship, always go back to the friendship. And that's yeah. what my husband and I do we go back to the friendship let's forget about the marriage part right let's work on our friendship how do I help heal my friend that I just hurt Mm, I love that (laughs) have you always been a woman of faith um so raised in the church Mm -hmm. all of my life Mm -hmm. but I didn't develop my own personal relationship until I was 30 actually on my 30th birthday wow I made a I made a commitment And I told God, I said, I think I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And the crazy part, with everything I had gone through at that particular time, my life was amazing. I was having the best time of my life. (laughs) But I was like, nah, I think something's missing. I didn't know what was missing. I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. But what I did know is that I needed to be committed to God mm-hmm. and have this close knit relationship. And I'm telling you, it was like the best thing. I gave my life back to Christ because I took it from him having my good time. <laughs> and I gave it back to him and said, here I am, Lord, I'm sorry. And right after I did that, I lost my dad. Oh, and wow. then after losing my dad, I found out that my first husband had um, fathered a child with someone else, um, came home to an empty home, no furniture, no nothing. And so I was like, God, before my life was good. Mm. Now I'm walking with you and committed and you're letting all of this happen. So now I see that what he was doing was protecting me and preparing me. And I'm telling you, losing everything and just how things were, I 
I gained so much more. When they say that God will give you back sevenfold, some people should say 70. Mm. Because for me, that's that's really how I felt. I have a my husband and I have a daughter and my first husband declared that he didn't want to have children. Wow. But fathered a child outside of her marriage. How did you so, how did you heal from that specific wound? Ooh, so Were you like were were you in love with your husband when that happened? Oh god, I was. Yeah, yeah. I cuz same as my husband now. My first husband and I were like good friends. Mm. We used to share dating, like talk to each other about how we were dating and Mm. just giving each other advice. And so we started dating and, and our marriage was pretty solid for the most part. Yeah. It really was pretty solid, but he was a little older than I was Mm -hmm. and he just hadn't gotten past the womanizing part. Wow. And it was so hard. And the crazy thing is, when my dad, the day of my wedding, and my dad and I are in the room, and I'm dressed, and it's my dad and my cousin and I. And my dad looked at me, and he says, are you sure you want to do this? And I looked at him, and I'm like, Dad, yeah. Yeah. I do. And he said, are you sure? And I said, yes. And all the way up until they opened the doors of the chapel, my dad kept saying, we can turn around. Wow. And so what I realized is my dad, who was a womanizer, married several times, he saw himself in my future husband. Mm. And he wanted to spare me some of the pain that he actually caused to other women. And so, you know, you fast forward and you learn these things and you understand. And, And so I always say I missed it that time, God but I wasn't quite connected to you, but I won't miss it again. Right. You said something interesting that your dad recognized these characteristics in this man that you married. Did your dad do his own healing to figure out that he was a womanizer and that he had hurt women? And and did he change? So (laughs) my dad was a, he's deceased. He's gone to be with the Lord, but he was a funny character. And so... So, and I'm not justifying because I don't justify cheating. If you don't want to be with a person, don't be with a person. And if you know you need to do other things, then stay single Mm -hmm. and be honest with me. Absolutely. Well, what I will say is this. My dad was not the cheater hider type of person. Mm. My dad was the, I like women. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this up front. Mm -hmm. Now you can take this gamble if you want to. But you can't be angry at me mm. because I'm telling you, I'm not going to be faithful. Wow. And so, um, and my dad always, my dad always said to me growing up, not all men cheat. So don't let anyone tell you that all men cheat. Absolutely. I have a younger brother. He is the epitome of all men don't cheat. Mm. He, you know, he's faithful to his wife. I love their relationship. Mm. I know a lot of men that have not cheated on their spouses, and right. I respect them. Um, if someone ever said to me, you know so-and-so, I'd be like, no, that's not true. Don't spread that. Mm. Because there are some amazing men out there. It's like there are some amazing women out there. But yeah, so with that being said, before my dad passed away, he and my stepmom were married maybe seven years. Okay. 
and he he was better. He wasn't 100% better, <laughs> but he was better, and he did heal and um, ask for forgiveness. Oh, good. From um, his wives and his children's mom. Good for him. Which I think was amazing. That is amazing. That's like making yeah. amends, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how we met and the work that you do. <laughs> so, I'm basically a financial literacy um, consultant. I actually specialize in creating budgets and debt-free plans for, for families. Um, I definitely focus on moms, especially wives who want to be at home. I help them create a budget and a timeline so they can be at home with their kids. Mm. It's tough, it's tight, but it's worth it when they get to say either I'm leaving or I'm gonna go part time now. Nice. And most and a lot of people I tell them, when your kids get a certain age, you should go part, you know. Don't yeah, just totally. Right. Be part time. Yeah. Because you still need to do things. You still need to have oh, a life. Yes. I just talked about this on my solo podcast that I just recorded before we're recording now. This is so funny to me. My God. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, I feel like as moms, we have this thought of what we need to show up as. And I kind of lived under that where I knew in my heart that I was not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. So I, I was kind of the opposite where it was like, Ooh, this is really like hard for me because I don't want to not be achieving something because I'm very much wired to wanting to um, achieve a career, you know, or like go back to school and finish my degree and these things. And so I totally agree with you where at least, you know, maybe work part time. Right. I think that we that we should. And I think a lot of moms fall into a lot of um we do a lot of volunteering and like helping right. you kind of step into this space as a mom and you just become, um, you help. I don't know what this is, the space you get in, but you just do a lot of stuff for free, you know? Right? right. Which is a beautiful thing as a Christian. That's what I know I'm called to do. But women in many ways have felt devalued and very right. insecure. We have so much to bring to the table. So if it Absolutely. is a part-time job, do it. Like, do that thing, right? Because when all your kids are in school, then what? That's right. so, like, that's bo that gets boring fast, right? But think <laughs> about this. When your kids are all gone. Oh, girl. Oh. You lose your identity. You know? So you have to. You have to continuously make sure that you're doing something. Something. And I think, um... A conversation I had with my father-in-law yeah. is what really began to catapult this, oh no, I, I got to do something else. Um, my husband and I reached a very, very rough patch, Yeah, which is, which is how I got into financial literacy. It, it, the story is I tried to leave my husband. My husband has afforded me this amazing lifestyle. He's done everything everything we owned yes it was in my name but I was a co-owner mm. so when I made up my mind that I was tired and I wanted to leave and I went to rent an apartment and got denied I was like devastated but then I was confused 
Mm. Because I had never been denied anything. Wow. And then that's when I realized it was his credit Mm. and his finances. It's ours, but um, everyone has their own personal social security number. Right. And your own personal credit history, be it good or bad, (laughs) is connected to your social security. Right. And when I couldn't leave, I felt trapped. Mm. So imagine being in a situation that you don't want to be in and Mm. you cry every day Mm. and you say, God, please help me, send me something. And ironically, someone on social media reached out to me about, they were just like, do you need to work on your credit? And I'm like, social media wise, I'm like, what is it on my page that would make you think? that I need help with, you know, the whole kind of thing. Right. And so, um, before I clicked and was offended, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought, well, I did ask for help. Mm. God never tells you how he's going to send you the help. That's right. He just sends it. And it's never a conventional way. It's Mm. never a way where you can be prideful and proud. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's so true. <laughs> so I had to say, yeah, I do. Mm. And this was in March of 2019. And my life has never been the same. What a trip. I, I love had a it. 490 credit score. Mm. When I reached, when the lady reached out to me and we started, I went from a 490 to the 800 club. Wow. How fast? It took a while. Yeah, so, it takes a while. Uh, so yeah. Let me, let, me, let me say this. If someone tells you that, oh, I can get you to the 700 and 800, run. Mm. Run. Unless they say there's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Yeah. You can't pay like overnight for good credit. It's something that you build and, and earn. One of the things that people miss is that um, 15% of your credit score is based on history. Mm. And history is one of the things that you need to get to the 800. Right, right. So people don't realize that. When I married my husband, we paid off all with that I had. And I closed all my credit cards. Oh, you closed them. That's Mm. what tanked me. Yeah. Because prior to getting married, I owned my own home. I I did well. I owned a catering business. I I did well. I was smart. Right. Well, no. Let me say this. It wasn't that I was smart. (laughs) God just continued to open doors, and I was too dumb to be like, oh, be afraid. I just Mm. went. Heck yeah. Love it. So I just started doing things. But definitely when, when we got married, we did that and I closed mm-hmm. the account. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that saved me, even with the 490 credit score, is that I did have a few credit cards in my name. Right. So with they, the person helped me understand is we're going to build up that credit. Huh. Wow. So you just have to build. Right. Um, I started adding secured cards. I had the money to create the secure card. So I was creating $2,000 secure cards. Mm. So I did enough to create $10,000 in credit. Nice. 
but it was based upon secured cards. Yeah, right. So that you I paid had for. the secured cards. <laughs> I wasn't really using them, and I was building history because I was still using my husband's credit. Let me let y'all know that right now, girls. So, <laughs> <laughs> Been there, girl. I know. So I was building mine and still, you know, using what I had access to. Right. And so I will say by October of 2019, I did go from a 490 to a 680. Nice. So I got 190 points, but that was really because I got the secured card. Right, right. And so, I, you know, as time progressed, I, a year later, I got a couple of more points. A year later, a couple of more. And so by 2021, I was in the 800 club. Wow, that's awesome. That's a pretty quick process. Two years. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's quick. That's not bad, you know? Well, yeah, for me, because I didn't really have bad things on my credit. Right. And that helps. Right. That helps a lot. So that's the whole thing. You have to understand those things. And people think just because you remove negative stuff off of your credit, that doesn't make your credit go higher. Right. Right. You need credit to get credit mm-hmm. it's a crazy thing though it is in order to have good credit you gotta have credit well you have to play the game right and, and that's what it is yeah. you gotta play the game and you have to know how mm. to pay the game so when people are paying I've heard people say oh I paid this person 5000 and my credit went up a little but then it went down and I'm looking at them like that 5000 you could have got you some secured cards, pay, paid off some stuff, right. and your credit would have been good anyway. Right. And so, you know, it hurts my heart because there are a lot of individuals out there right. who, you know, the, the 5,000s and, and all of that. They're making now, mistakes. I, I'm, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I partner with a company. I like how this company works. It works well for me. Um, because it is literally a financial literacy company. Right. So it has the budgeting. So I, I worked hard to get this budgeting thing. So they trusted me. Mm-hmm. So the budgeting system, it's in this program now. There's a debt payoff system. So all the things that you need to be um, have a strong financial foundation, it's all in a membership. Mm. And then for my entrepreneurs who always are like, well, I want to start business credit. Yeah. All the stuff that people tell you, stop listening. Please do your research. Right. Definitely do your research. But there are programs that you can go to that it's like taking a test. These are all the things you need. You need these five things to pass the test. So they have a program that helps you check off the five things to pass the test and once you pass that test they guarantee you fifty thousand dollars in funding for a business for a business beautiful i love that so um there are really good people out there and good companies out there who want to help you yeah just gotta be patient and you, you gotta listen and follow the damn instructions well, and there's so much fine. there's so much information out there that nobody knows what to do, really, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like opposing then, information. It's kind of like the health industry where it's like, well, this supplement's really good for you. And then the next person's like, no, it's actually horrible for you and it'll give you cancer, right? right? It's like, so that's the same thing with finances. And 
it's so funny. Another thing I touched on on this solo podcast I did was um, that people are really angry who are living check to check. And when your right. money, when your money feels out of your control and you're living check to check on this tight budget, it makes you feel horrible. And it does. I cannot stand people who pretend like that's not a truth. It, it, you are not flat broke and full of joy. It is very, very hard to be in debt to, you know, me and my husband are, are in a pretty shitty place right now with my finances. You know, we, okay. we know what we need to do and right. we, we messed up. We actually made decisions knowing that our credit was going to take a hit. Right. And, you know, it's like we're at this place where money, it doesn't feel good for me. And a couple years ago it did. Money, right. m- money was in control. Our credit was in Absolutely. a better place, right? So there is an emotional attachment to money, right? And Absolutely. so that has been a struggle where you find yourself, we, me and my husband, find ourselves in a place where it's like, okay, well, where do we start to fix this? Because we do have a dream of opening a business one day, right? Right. And we do need a loan because money's not going to fly out of the sky. Correct. Right. So I love the principles that you teach. And we sat down with you and had a consultation. I loved what you had to offer the company that you're with. I, I thought that the things that they were offering were amazing. Why do you think some people are very hesitant to do these things to fix their credit? Because I'm sure that you sit with a lot of people and, and you, and you tell them the process. What is the resistance that you're seeing? Um, Part of the resistance, and I understand it, is trust. Mm. So, so that's the first thing. If they want to know if they can trust you. I'm just going to give you the information. I'm not that person that's going to call you every other day. Hey, <laughs> did you make up your mind? Because I feel like people know what they need to do. Mm. Yeah. You just give them the options. People are fearful. Um, believe it or not, there are some people who have been in dire straits for so long that they're afraid to believe that it doesn't have to be that way. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to get my hopes up to, oh. I don't want to get my hopes up high that this is going to work. Mm, yeah. And, you know, and so here's the deal. I do have a background in psychology. The number one thing that I do with people before I try at least, especially when I listen, because I ask certain questions. Mm. Depending on how they answer the questions, before we even get to budgeting and finances and all of that, I start working with them to heal some of the things that are going on with them. Because some people are in dire straits because they spend as they get because they're trying to um, fill a void. So there are a lot of people I've actually said, I need you to go talk to a counselor. Oh, good for you. And this is what I want you to talk about. Oh, yes, girl. And, you know, and some people are like, how are you going to tell me to go to it? And then I tell them, because I can't help you. Mm. Because I can give you all the information. I can give you everything that you need. But that thing that keeps driving you to buy things that you can't afford until you deal with that thing, it's a waste of your money with yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm not going to take your money. Wow. And so for the most part, most people are like, 
what? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to take your money. You're too real for these people. (laughs) Absolutely. That's funny. It's funny you say that because, um, so we're in a bad situation with our cars right now. Our car situation is like really crappy, but we got into a really high payment, um, car loan, you know, seven years ago, we just paid off our family car. My husband was not supposed to go back to a job where he was commuting. Now he has a really long, expensive, crappy commute. So he's taking the family car and I am driving a 2006 Chevy Silverado, like doesn't even have an airbag in it. It can only putt around town. Okay. But it keeps me humble because I will never go back into a position where I'm in debt again. Not, not with a car loan. And my husband every day is like, he's like, Cassie, you need a good car to drive. We are going to find another car. It'll be a small car payment and we will, and we will man it. Nope. And I, and I tell him, this is a hard no for me. I am putting the piece of crap truck around town. It is the crappiest truck in the neighborhood. I do not care. I would rather have extra money in my pocket than to drive the nicest car on the block. And that's just, you know, and it's funny because there's times where I do get a little bit insecure and I'm like, oh my God, people probably think I'm like poor or like people probably think that I'm a single mom who doesn't have this, you know, and I live in Lodi, right? So in Lodi, I joke about the Lodi moms, you know, with their big Tahoes and, you know, I joke, right? And I make these jokes and stuff, right? And I love them. I have Lodi mom friends who drive Tahoes. It's fine. But it's like, I'm never going back to that financial pressure of a $700 a month car payment ever again, even if I'm making good money. I am not, I'm not doing it. And that is how I keep myself humble every single day is getting into that crappy truck as a reminder that I need to be better with my money. That's how I'm dealing with it right now. You know what I mean? Uh, No, I get it. Uh, Funny story. So... We used to live in El Cerrito, Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to move to Vacaville. Yeah. So um, my husband spent majority of his life in Richmond, California, and then um, Hercules. Okay. He had no desire to leave. Right. He was just like, no, just get a bigger house over here. And I'm like, no, I'm not from here, so I'm not attached to any city or anything. And so um, I was... I used to drive this way. So I decided that's where I want to live. So there were two places. So I would drive here in this area, and I loved it. And I loved it because the outlets were here. Stop it. um, (laughs) But I also love the San Ramon area. Oh, me too. It's nice. It was a toss-up between the two. Mm. Um, but we found like this gorgeous new build house yeah. that had, you know, it was perfect. And so <laughs> now I do, I didn't grow up well. I didn't have a lot of money. So, right. and so forth. Um, my dad was a shady character. I love my dad, but he did shady crap. And so we had highs and when we had highs, Highs were like driving Rolls Royces, Mercedes, fabulous vacations, all of those things. And then we had Lowe's. Mm. So with that, 
I just always told myself, when I get to a certain place, I will never live above my means. Mm. Never. I will always make sure that I, I have and so on and so forth. So, so when time came and we were looking at this house and, you know, and it's so funny because my mother-in-law had came out and looked at it. She was like, oh, this is perfect. And I'm like, okay, it is. You know, it's great. Yeah. But at the same time, we were going into a five-bedroom house, and it it would be just him, myself. My son was graduating from high school, getting ready to go to college, and it was going to be my daughter, who's now 16. But then she was a kid. So I was like, so we're going to buy this big old house really for the three of us. Mm. And then I began to think, who's going to clean this house? (laughs) So I I thought about that because I'm thinking like, we had a beautiful, wonderful home already. Yeah, right. But I was crying about cleaning the house. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, this house is even bigger and no one cleans the house we're in. So Who's really going to clean? So in my mind, I'm like, so now I really have to hire a housekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm calculating all of this. Right. Now I'm not calculating it based upon my husband Mm. and his high six figures. Right. Calculating it on my little budget and little thing that I get a little allowance and right. So the numbers weren't numbering Mm. for me. (laughs) <laughs> so um when the time came and he was like they were like okay Rudy, you get here your mortgage should be forty five hundred dollars i was like mm. Press pause. Mm. the mortgage is how much <laughs> they're like forty five hundred dollars yeah i yeah. was like oh okay instantly i became terrified oh oh yeah because in my mind i was like how am i gonna come up $4,500 just to keep a roof over my just head. Just for house, yeah. Not including the utilities <clears throat> and all of those wonderful things. Yeah. So I just kept telling my husband, well, you do we really need this house? Is it really just all of the... And he was like, yeah, we do. And I was like, we don't really, really need this house. Yeah. It's terrifying. So, um, for five years prior to that, though, I used to drive to this particular house. Not the one we were looking at, but another house. Mm -hmm. And I would say, this is the house I want, God. Be careful what you ask for, because you may get it. So, I'm like, this is the house I want, Lord. I would drive to this house every day for five years and pretend like I was driving home. The only time I didn't do it was on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, I would drive to this house and sit in it. And I was very, very direct and precise in what I said. I I would tell God, I want this house just as it is. So fast forward, we're looking at the house over there. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be out. We needed to be moved by a certain time. Right. And what happened was the house wouldn't be done Mm. by our deadline. Right. So um, we had to figure something else out. So right across the street, 
was the area where I used to drive to. It was a new field, but on the other side. And we went and we talked to them. They were like, well, we probably could get you in a house because we have someone that was supposed to, we started building their house, right. but their loan, they couldn't get it right. together. Mm-hmm. So you can get it. So we looked at the house and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Fine, if we'll get in. So my husband is just like, at this point, I just want to get a house and get it over. <laughs> can we just move? You want to move over here? I don't. So it's already pissing me off because <laughs> I love our house. Our, you know. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we're like, okay, we're going to. We'll do it. And so Chantel says to my husband now mind you every time i would come to he would come to meet chantelle would never be in the office who's chantelle she was the actual for the development okay she was the person yeah okay and i had made friends with chantelle yeah so he would always go or we would go together she would never be there so she calls my husband and she says well we have these model homes and they're going on the market tomorrow. Mm. So if you want one, you can get it. And escrow will be 30 days, really quick, and so on and so forth. So he calls me and he says, well, Chantel said that the there are two motorhomes. Mm-hmm. So I say to him, I say, I want the first one on the first one, the very first one. He was like, well, don't you need to go look at it and all of that? I said, I do not. I know what it looks like. And he's like, no, you don't. I'm, I, t- I said, it's purple on the inside. I described the house to a T. He was like, oh, you must have went and looked at it. I said, oh, yeah, I've seen it before. So he says, well, I need you to go take this check to Chantel. Yeah. So Chantel, so he told Chantel, my wife is bringing you a check. Mm-hmm. So when I walk in the office, Chantel says, I have bad news for you. Someone just bought the house you wanted. What? And I said, I know, it's me. Oh. And she's like, no. I said, no, here's the check that my husband told you. She was like, oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. And no. Five years. And that's the house you live in now? Oh, how cool. That's the house that I live in Do you love it so much? But this is so funny because now we need to buy another house. Oh, really? Yes. That's so And so my youngest daughter, she says, you should have bought the house dad told you to buy in the first place. And so I had to explain, and I had to explain to my husband. Yeah. My fear wouldn't allow me. Mm. And so God, I needed God to show me wow. that he's still God no matter what. That's right. So he gave me this home. So whatever other home, he'll give it to us. Mm. And so it's so funny now because we're like up in the air because it's like, do we really want to buy in California? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. But my husband's like, we still have to have a house in California no matter what. Yeah. We have a house in Texas. Or I have a house in Texas. Oh, I love that. And so That's cool. I'm like, do we go to Texas? Yeah. So, you know, but it's, it, I, I just always tell that story to tell people, um, you know, if God says that you can have something, that's right. You can have it. 
Now, he didn't say you were going to have it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He just said yes. And so the yes means you have to keep doing what you're doing and working towards it. That's right. And you have to also activate your faith. My Mm. activation of faith was coming here every day knowing that one day this house would be mine. I love that. That's so cool. And five years later, the house became mine. And see, that's the key is five years later. Right. You know, because God has also promised me things and I've had like visions of what I see for my future. Right. And the more I talk to God, the more he gives me these little tidbits and these little, Absolutely. you know, and these little clues almost. And it's like he's paving this path for me that I have to follow. And I'm just, I'm trusting that because I have a dream. My husband and I have a dream and a vision for our family. Right. And you know, it, it might not be what other people want and it might not be like what works for them. Right. Um, but we know exactly what we want and we both, it's so funny cause it aligns perfectly cause we both are, we want the same things. Right. And I feel blessed for that because when you're married to someone that wants something different or, you know, they want to live in a different state than you want to live in, or maybe right. you want to stay in California, but they want to leave, or we are on the same exact page for what we envision for our future together. And right. we don't have all the money right now. Absolutely right. not. Um, but it's funny because, you know, I'm only 33. I've had two times in my life where I had large, a large amount of money in my life. Right. And both times I blew it. And it's like, third's a charm. <laughs> I know there's another time coming. Like I, I know I will build and work up to that again. But what I've learned through that process of messing up with money is that there is a way to fix these things, right? Absolutely. And my husband and I have gained skills in jobs and careers that we have the ability to make good money. This time with our good money, that's why I'm driving the piece of shit truck out there is because... <laughs> I am going to teach myself. I'm allowing God to not punish me, but to let me sit in my mistakes and own them fully and feeling, right. feel the pain of my mistakes. That way, next time the money comes, it doesn't slip out like butter, right? And that's the key to that. Um, I think it's important that we're held accountable with our money. And like you said, you have to have someone that you trust because we hear so much negative around financial advisors or I don't know, and maybe you're really rich, you have you know people investing money for you, whatever these things that we hear, um, you're right, it does come with trust. And, and it is hard to find that, it's hard to trust someone. It is very hard to trust, but you gotta trust someone. You have to. I, I always tell people, I have to trust the lady that was in my DMs on Facebook. Right, yeah. I, I didn't know her. Yeah, right. And the crazy thing about it is, after she helped me, she was no longer doing it. Right. Really? Like she went out of doing what she was doing? I want to trip. She stopped. And so I'm like, we miss it mm. because God will send you what you need. Mm-hmm. The problem is how he send it. It's not how you pictured it. Exactly. Exactly. And we miss out so often. We we miss that that aha moment where God is like, I'm here, let's go. And it's like, but no, because I wanted you to do it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that no, that's the opposite direction of where right. I'm going. 
I'm going this way, God. And yeah. God's like, no, go this way. And then you're like, but I'm going backwards. No, you were actually going the wrong way. Now it's time for you to get on the right path. Yeah, yeah. I think God gives you a peace about it too. When I've had to make really big life-changing decisions, I felt at peace and then I made that right. decision. When I, Whenever I've gone against that, whenever I've made a decision in haste or in anxiety, it always ends up going south. Absolutely. Yeah. Proverbs says, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and add it no sorrow. Mm. So I remember the first time someone told me that. Mm. And after that, I began to look at every area in my life. Wow. And I was like, am I sorrowful? Mm. Is this good for me? Mm. Because sometimes we'll make decisions that God never intended us to make. And they'll look wonderful for a minute. And then all hell will break loose. And then we're crying, God, help me. That's right. God, please help mm. me. And God is sitting there looking at you like, I didn't tell you to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what you have to do is make the decision that you no longer want to. It's And that's a funny thing. Um, I, I was talking to a friend and um, just about being in relationships. And she was, you know, she was in the wrong relationship. Yeah. And we all were kind of like, you're grown. We love you. Wouldn't do it. But she did. Mm. And it wasn't working out for her. Yeah. And she was crying and she was like, I'm waiting for God to fix it. Mm. And I told her, I said, God's not going to fix that. <laughs> and she's like, why? I said, because he didn't give you that. You took that. Wow. So the only way you're going to fix that is to put your big girl panties on and recognize that you made a bad decision and get out before it gets worse. Mm, and you only can say that because you've experienced it yourself. You Hello. recognize it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it's pretty much it. I, I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. And so, when people ask me questions, I always tell them, I'm an open book. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. If, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. You might not like some of the stuff I say. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because I'm saying it in love. I'm not saying it to hurt you. Yeah. It's just I know what certain pain feels like. Right. And there are just some pains I pray no other individual ever has to feel connected to me. Mm. So when people go through certain things, I get angry. I'm like, but you didn't have to do that because I had already told you. I, I told you how the story ends. <laughs> Why do you? It's like. It's like the little girl who has sex for the first time and gets pregnant. Yeah. And it's it's the whole, um, well, I didn't think it would happen to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What? <laughs> you were that special? Yeah. Yeah. You had a patent that we didn't know about that said, not me, mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And you People learn that with age. things to give you, to help you so you don't have to. I know. And young people don't don't see that, especially especially um, the generations coming up now. You know, it's everybody wants to learn things the hard way. Well, first of all, <laughs> this generation is entitled. 
Very much so. So, yeah. so we'll start there. Yeah. So when you deal with individuals who come out of the womb entitled. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. They, they come out entitled. So, they do. So when, when you're dealing with individuals that way, it, it's hard. Right. And so when I was growing up, there was no social media, no nothing. Thank God, huh? Nothing. It's a hard so, platform. We either learn from our parents, mm-hmm. from the neighbors. Exper- experience, right? Your own hands-on experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I remember when AOL was the first internet superhighway and it was dial-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so one of the most bizarre things were, I was talking to coworkers. I used to work at the post office years ago before I married my husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about, oh, AOL. And, but they were talking about, oh, you can hook up with people on AOL. The chat rooms. And I was like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> That's crazy. Right. But, but that what AOL, so to me, when AOL came out, I was like, AOL is online dating. Oh my it god, that's really so the funny! First online online dating yeah. thing because of the chat rooms. Yeah, and you could you could talk about stuff and and my friends used to tell me and I would be like, Why? <laughs> you don't know this person. Such a foreign concept, be, huh? They, yeah, they could be telling you anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was crazy. I was like, isn't it for something else? Like when I got this is so funny. When I started using on, when I started like really using the internet or whatever back then, it was because I heard that you could listen to radio stations in different states. Mm. So I wanted to listen to the radio stations. So you were innocent. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the music and, and see what's different. It's a yeah. different vibe. Yeah. You know, just For sure. whatever. I want to feel like I'm in New York. So let me listen to this New York radio station. That's super cool. So. You know, so those were the things that I was really looking at and thinking about. But I do remember AOL, and they were talking about the chat rooms. Mm. And so now, here we are, and it's a DM. I can't even count how many idiots that go in my DM on a daily basis. What? Why? Hey, say- beautiful. <laughs> hey, how, how are you? And it's, it's and it's actually been a little better. I'm dying. Because, um, because I said I'm gonna have to dumb dumb myself down and just you know no makeup, just whatever. And then it was getting bad. And then I, I had to really say to some to a person. Yeah. Is it because I cut my hair off and I, I don't wear makeup? You seem to think that I'm desperate for a man or something. <laughs> what is it? Because I'm trying to understand. And, and, you know, it used to get bad and guys used to just say whatever. And so I would say, oh, I'll have a prerequisite. And they'd be like, oh, well, what's your prerequisite? Well, you need to have an 825 credit score. <laughs> You're you need so to make funny. at least 300000 <laughs> We got to start there before we can go, go further. And they would be like, oh, 
you're one of them. I said, no, that's what I'm married to. <laughs> so if you want me to leave my house, Hell yeah. <laughs> you got to go above that. And they would be like, oh, you're married? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, well, you're a profile. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And, and, and for years, that is like the going joke with me and some friends and even with my husband. Most people don't know that I'm married. It's, it's just through meeting me because I'm real private about my life. They think I'm a single mom because I'm always with my daughter. Really? But they don't. And I didn't realize how bad it was. I just keep my relationship to me. Yeah, why why is that for you? Why why is that your choice to keep it to you? So, what I learned, I used and I will say this: I used to literally brag about my first husband mm. because he was really amazing. Yeah, but he had his flaws, as we right. all know. Right. And people listen, and people become jealous of what you have, mm. and people that you can trust and love will be the very person trying to replace you. Hmm. So I learned that. And my dad actually used to tell me that. Wow. But whatever goes on with you and your spouse, it's nobody's business. Yeah, that's my husband's philosophy. He's very, yeah. like, low-key about his personal, his personal life, you know? Right. Yeah. Your space. And I, and, you know, I, I do have confidants that I do talk to. Of course, yeah. That give excellent advice right and when I'm wrong they mm -hmm. tell me I'm wrong mm -hmm. you know so so that's how it is so I'm, I'm very closed mouth but a <laughs> funny story I used to hang there was a group of us it was seven women we would hang out I thought everyone knew I was married yeah apparently one didn't know so I was hosting a brunch at my house and so we would always hang out at my house, but on this particular day, it was a brunch, and my husband was at home. Yeah. So we're all eating and having a good time, and he walks down the stairs, and, you know, he walks, hey, how you doing? Goes in the kitchen, gets food or whatever. Oh, I'm leaving. I'll see you later. So everybody's like, bye, and, you know, my friend Teresa's like, bye, Joe, whatever. So I have this one particular friend, it's so funny, and she's looking, and she's like this. <laughs> she's so confused. <laughs> so she says to me, oh, we didn't know you had company last night. We could have rescheduled. And I'm looking. <laughs> And I'm like, what company are you talking about? She was like, who's that guy? You never talk about that guy. I'm like, my husband? That is so and she's funny. Like, You're married? She's like, who is this person? The table fell out. Like, are you dumb or what? She's like, I've never seen you with your husband. And I'm like, how could you not? And then I had to stop. Yeah, yeah. When we would go to my my daughter's place, because all our daughters, they all went to the same private school together. Mm -hmm. We would go to events. He would actually be on the other side of the room. I would always be sitting with my friends. <laughs> you are so hysterical. She never like, <laughs> like saw us interact. Oh, my God. Versus the 
might have been at a restaurant and they right. she was single. Right. So she was single. So we we weren't running in the same circles or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, whatever. exactly. So it was hilarious. That's so I'm funny. Like, He's at our things. We're always and then I was like, Oh my bad. <laughs> She was like, I've never. She was like, I've never seen him before. And then everybody was like, What are you talking about? He's a he's the one that picked Lauren up from school, and it was hilarious. That's so funny. And so, with that, I didn't change anything. That's just how that's how you guys do it. Yeah, it's rare. Every now and then, I will post a photo. My husband and I might be out doing something, and yeah. I'll post a photo of us together. Right. And then all my friends would be like, wow, what's so special about today? And I get what they're saying. Right. I, I do not, it, it's rare. That's so I'll funny. I'll post my kids before I post my stuff. Right, right. And so, and most of the time when I do post him, I'm, it's a picture of him with all the kids. Hmm. I love so, that. So, but yeah, so I, I get it. I, I get when people are confused. When I say, but I have a husband. Right, right. And they're like, you're married? <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing. Yeah, I am married. You're like, let me reintroduce I'm, myself. Yeah, I, I am really married. I love it. It's funny. 20 years. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. 20 years is an accomplishment. I joke with my husband all the time. Like, marriage isn't even going to be a thing pretty soon here. Like... People just don't value, I mean, and it will, right? Everybody wants like that one person, but people don't value it. They don't value what it, what it is anymore. They value the wedding. Mmm. Gosh, ain't that the truth? It, yeah. it, it's the wedding. Yeah. It's, it's the pomp and circumstance, mm. but they don't realize that, you know, after the I do's and the party and you're opening the gifts. You're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up next to this individual <laughs> and they're going to be in your space yeah. all the time. Snoring in your space. No. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It hits you different, you know? Yeah. Especially 20 it, years. <laughs> it, trust me. Um, when I married my husband, I was a youth pastor. Mm. So it was, it was a little... It was a little difficult. Yeah. Because right. I lived in Southern Cal. He lived in Northern Cal. And, um. Are you from Southern California? No, I'm from Texas. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Lived in. But the fun part is we never had relations. Right. You waited. Prior to marriage. Yeah. And we, ha and we met back in 1994. Wow. So no physical contact at all. But God blesses that. Oh, God definitely blesses mm -hmm. that. But he sure does. It's so funny because we got married, and at my wedding, I got sick. Shut up. Oh, my I, God. I got, uh, after the wedding, I was puking, just horribly sick. Don't know what happened. Mm. And we got married on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And my oldest daughter, who was 16 then, who's... 36 now she had to be at school on Tuesday mm. we got married on August 24th school started in Southern Cal oh, August 26th yeah. and I hadn't quit my job or it was a mess so get married get sick don't consummate our marriage <laughs> oh my 
thank God. Life happens, huh? So I leave, and literally, I would commute between here and Southern California every other week. Oh, my God. And in all of that, believe it or not, still didn't consummate our marriage. Oh, my gosh. So I think we were married four months before we consummated our marriage. Wow. Was it worth waiting? It was worth waiting. Yeah. But it, it, but it's so funny, though, because um, people are like, girl, how could you? I was like, I haven't had sex in dang near eight years. Yeah. What was a couple of more months? <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what was it going to do? Right. Nothing. And so <laughs> and we lived apart six months. Yeah, that's really hard. We lived apart. So, And it was so funny because I didn't want to quit my job. Mm, that's hard want, because I knew quitting my job meant that I would have to depend on him yeah yeah that's and very hard that's a process ladies yes it is and and it's not that was a process time. I struggle with too yeah it is a struggle when you yeah. have had to be the person to do everything yeah and then someone comes and says relinquish yeah. your duties mm-hmm. I have it mm-hmm. and, you, and you know it's like you're giving the control. That's a trust thing, too. And that's really what it was. Yeah. It was trusting that you're going to do the right thing. Right. But um, but my mother-in-law called me one day. I'll never forget. She called me on a Thursday night. Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. She says, you need to come home. Your husband needs you. Mm. And I worked graveyards. I went to work that night, and I said, today will be my last day. Good for you. And I worked a couple of hours, um, and I got on the freeway, and I drove home, and I never looked back. She gave you good advice. She gave me amazing <laughs> advice. <laughs> amazing. And I I always remind, remind her from time to time. Remember when you called me oh, and said my husband needed me? I love that. It was like, she was like, yeah, you keep telling me that, but I don't remember. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, but you did. You did, and I remembered. It meant but something to me. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, so it's an ongoing joke. But my father-in-law remembers that, too. I love so. that. He's like, no, Liz, you did. That's so we're funny. in her business. Because she's always like, I'm never in my kid's business. Yes, you are. Oh, all of us are. It's so hard not to be. Every opportunity you get. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds like a wise woman, though. She is very wise. And it's so funny because um, she's Filipino. And so if you know anything about Filipino moms, they are all of them. Oh, I got friends who are Filipino, yeah. And I love their lupia. Yeah. (laughs) Did she make lupia? She's always like, I'm not in, I'm never in. Yes, you are. Does she cook good though? Does she cook good food? She she used to. She yeah. doesn't cook as much. She's yeah. getting older. Um, Man, they have some good little, food. Yeah, they have some. Good so food. I learned how, but I learned a lot of her recipes. Ooh, okay, so, that's yeah, cool. I learned. I'm all about food, so that that excites me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I get it. Well, I really thank you for coming on and being so vulnerable and sharing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we close out? Maybe how to contact you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, if you're on Facebook, I'm Penelope Lachone. If you are on Instagram, I'm P- 
Penelope Lachon. But there's no E. On Instagram, it's just P-N-E-L-O-P-E Lachon. But most importantly, if you just want to call me, my telephone number is 510-327-9088. I get people that always say, how do you just give your phone number away? I'm like, duh, it's a business phone number. That's right. <laughs> you always answer. Gotta keep the business line going. <laughs> Hello. But yes, definitely um, if you're a person that wants to get your finances in, in order, I'm your person. Love if it. you're a person who has goals or dreams or even a bucket list that you want to start working on, believe it or not, I am your person. Hmm. If you're looking for someone to coach you through a difficult time, I am your person. Love it. Thank you so much. I look forward to your book coming out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I believe I have about three more chapters because every time I say I'm done, God gives me a new new chapter. Mm -hmm. So the way it looks, and I've actually said this, I said the day that my daughter graduates, will be the last chapter mm. oh I love that and that's coming soon that 2025 there we go so, yes that's awesome thank you for coming on today thank you for having me have an amazing rest of your day you too Alrighty. righty